Hello and welcome to Connected, the podcast about people, ideas, marketing, technology and everything that's good. I'm ASD, a digital man here at Mediacom. Hello, Sue Uniman here, Chief Transformation Officer at Mediacom. And joining us in the room is Steve Allen. How are you doing, Steve? Good morning. Uh, Steve, this is your annual update, so do you have any New Year's resolutions? Feels like biannual, actually. I think it's, it's been a couple of years. It has it? been. It has actually been a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah busy interviewing yeah. lots of other interesting people <laughs> and a great job you guys are doing. Thank you. Andrew, sorry. Do you have any news resolutions? Uh, Personal or professional, Steve? Okay. We're, we're interested in the whole thing, the whole gamut. Okay. So, uh, I'm not a big, big believer in New Year's resolutions because I don't think in the real world of life it kind of actually works like that. Most people's New Year's resolutions sort of fade out by the end of January. Uh, and I think in truth, certainly from a business point of view, uh, I don't think you can sort of stop for a year and then evaluate in a year's time and then say right this is what I, th- I think business is more dynamic than that yeah. but okay you've asked the question I'll yeah. try and give you a straight answer on the personal front although I wouldn't say it was something that I vowed to do on the 31st of December it was something a little bit before that I would like to lose a bit of weight okay. in 2019 well, uh, Steve's looking good here today we must, we must get a oh, photo actually so before we you. finish yeah yeah, yeah. We need what a photo. so the before and the after I'll give you a small insight into my life okay so the fact is for those Nick Lawson always talks about my feet uh, so I have very big feet right. <laughs> so, uh, if anyone's interested in American size 14 triple E right. which is uh, UK 13 13 and a half and into European 49 there okay. you are yeah. trying to be global here yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what that means guys is that when I'm on the road and I will typically only take carry-on luggage with me it's just a better way of yeah. traveling for business uh, I can't fit my shoes my trainers into my carry-on bag or if I do put them in there is literally no room for anything else which is therefore a very poor yeah. It's a very poor excuse as to yeah. why when I'm on the road, it's quite hard for me to go to a gym because I have no shoes that I can go to the gym with. So, so um, uh, I did some, a little bit of work f- uh, for the glass wall, actually, for uh, Amazon and um, get, went and gave a talk. And one of, the, what their global, one of their global women said that, you know, in her, in her view, um, Amazon was so good now that she barely packed anything and she just ordered everything to come, you know, one hour's delivery wherever she went. So I can only suggest, well, Steve, that you uh, that you uh, invest in trainers wherever well, you go. I, I, I don't, I'm probably digressing now <laughs> too much, but I, just one small anecdote story. Yeah. So on the back of what I just said, so uh, I, a couple of years ago, I arrived in Singapore at my hotel and I checked in. And the uh, check-in desk said to me, uh, so would you like to avail yourself of our complimentary pair of trainers oh, and wow. workout outfit? What? So I thought, that's good, but no way will they have my size. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I turned around and said, well, that would be good, but I'm, I'm sure you don't have uh, 14 Triple E. And they said, leave it with us, sir. Mm. And 10 minutes later, there was a knock on my door and someone standing there with a basket, and in the basket was some New Balance, sorry Adidas, uh, New Balance 14 Tripoli wow. trainers. There you go. But also, what a great service from that, a nice hotel, I, I take it. It was uh, a Fairmont hotel, but uh, yeah. the question you meant to ask me, did I actually use I, them? I, was, I didn't like to ask. Yes, no. I did. Oh, you did. Yes, I did. Anyway, let's move anyway, on. So, so uh, yeah, so uh, that's on the... That's on your personal, personal New, New Year's resolutions. Any professional ones or? 
I think uh, I wouldn't say that there was a one New Year's resolution mm. on a professional front. I think it's in a much bigger context of the business, which I know we're going to go on yeah. and talk about. Okay. So how? Let's look back a bit before we before okay. we move forward. And how was how was twenty how was twenty eighteen for you, Steve? I think that twenty eighteen uh, was honestly so one of our best years ever. Wow. I think it was a vintage year for us, and you know, there's lots of ways we can measure that. Mm. Uh, but I, 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 for me, there's probably three things. Okay, so there is keeping clients happy, yep. winning new business, yep. doing great work, yep. and th- and those are all kind of interconnected. Yeah. Uh, so if we kind of look at each of those on the uh, keeping clients happy. Uh, I have to include within keeping clients happy business retention. So, you know, increasingly now, as you guys know, uh, clients are reviewing their business more regularly, more frequently, Mm -hmm. uh, which is putting pressure on all of us in all markets, regionally and globally too. And certainly that was no more true than it was, say, here in the UK, uh, where the UK business had to defend a number of pieces of business last year some major pieces of business and mm. overall our retention rate uh, was extremely high both locally so here in the UK retaining direct line uh, retaining the coca-cola yeah. business uh, and as part of the global reviews Mars and Shell uh, and many other things so I thought that was a tremendous performance uh, and the same has been pretty much true all around the network the one disappointing piece of news mm. let's talk about the good and the bad mm was GSK. Mm. Uh, I was upset about that. Uh, it was, you know, all clients are personal to me, but it was personal to me. Uh, it was a client that we have worked with at Mediacom actually for about 30 years. Mm. Uh, having said that, they left us once before and they came back. So Never say never. Never say never. And in the meantime, we'll keep doing what we do. So, So on the retention side, I think that was a great performance and a lot of energy and effort by so many people. Mm. On the new business side, I think you know it's been well recorded now and we've talked a lot about mm. it, uh, but we did win more new business in 2018 than we've ever won in any other year. Uh, we won more new business than any other agency slash network. Mm. Uh, $2.7 billion worth net, uh, net, which was a really tremendous performance and the next the next most successful agency in terms of new business from memory was about eight or nine hundred million dollars so big gap extraordinary yeah yeah Uh, and again you know I can't thank and I know with new business it's not even just about the people that are actually in the room pitching it's not even about the people standing at the back of the room helping but it's also about all of the people in the agency because new business pitchers mm. have a huge impact mm. at a particular moment in time on everybody who have to sort of cover for their colleagues mm. and, and, and make up for some of the uh, gaps. Mm. So that was fantastic uh, and some great you know, new clients like Adidas and Reebok and Hilton uh, and of course all of the Mars buying that we didn't already have yeah. uh, and, and, and so many other clients. Yeah. But uh, so that was that. And then on the work from, really uh, a dream, actually. Mm. Uh, and that dream was can. We'd always, Sue, you've been part of that I've for been so part long. Of the journey. You know, I mean, we've tried and tried. And, tried. And, and to win can, if I can use that expression, is so hard. 
we're competing against thousands of agencies from all around the world and agencies that aren't necessarily just purely in the media space everyone sort of leans into a media entering everyone claims it Uh, and uh, to win uh, for Tesco the Grand Prix uh, and to win global network of the year uh, was a first for us and yeah I was beaming with pride and we were hope. admiring the, the line sitting, ah, okay. sitting in pride Let, of place on your gleaning. desk gleaning let's hope yeah. uh, maybe we can do it again in let's 2019 we can, we can get another so one so yeah. look, I, look I think the thing is I just want to say this to colleagues uh, because sometimes uh, maybe people think I'm obsessed about awards the awards actually the piece of metal really means nothing uh, for me what awards are about is the ability or the opportunity to compare and to benchmark our work against other people's on a world stage and to mm-hmm. see really how good or bad or how yeah. well we are or aren't doing. And new business actually is a little bit the same. Yeah. Uh, because sometimes, you know, you look at your own work internally and you might think you're doing a great job, but actually there might be something a hell of a lot better going on out in the market. So from that point of view, uh, awards are important. We did well. Mm. I mean, I think the gun... 100 sort of was the ultimate measurement actually of our overall success so yeah i'll give ourselves a a big tick for that yeah yeah i mean and and, and, andrew you actually said to me is it the first time we've ever won it Mm. with some surprise it's like yeah no this is a proper big deal yeah 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 you sort of answers big wins for us in 2018 is there anything else you'd like to highlight or is yeah i i think i look i I think uh always say lots of things but i i think one of the other big achievements for us in 2018 uh, was around our product and particularly and specifically the system Mm. Uh, I mean that has been really four years hard uh, kind of work of Mm. love and labor Mm. uh, over many years to evolve into what it became in 2018 Uh, rolling out a product or a system across the number of offices that we have, mm. which by the way now is well over 100, 120 offices and right. over 80 countries. Uh, the rollout of uh, the system, and I owe thanks to many people for that, has been fantastic. Still more we can do, more take up, more people. I'd like to use it more often, uh, but uh, we're on our way. And I think actually what it's doing is making us a more joined up, more connected network of people Mm. uh, and actually has the ability to raise and and improve our consistency and and I'll just tell you one thing because I've I've mentioned before we went on air uh, Mm. I've just come back from a sort of tour out in Asia where I was in uh, China uh, actually in Shanghai and then in Tokyo and Japan and then Brisbane and Sydney in Australia and then Delhi in India and I met along the road uh, an immense amount of clients actually I think I did something like uh, 12 client meetings in the space of however many days it was not very many Uh, and and one of the things that came up relentlessly and repeatedly from all of those clients uh, was what I'm calling the FOMO sort of the fear of missing out and basically what I mean by that is they were saying Steve what are we what are you perhaps doing for us in another market that we might not know about here in Delhi, here in Sydney, uh, here in Shanghai. Uh, And 
you know, I go back to the system because I, you know, I'm obsessive about that. Mm. And, you know, when people ask me, Steve, what's your job? What do you actually do? Yeah. You know, a big part of my job I see and responsibility is, yes, getting us working as one Mediacom. Mm. Uh, but, you know, we talk a lot about share and reapply. So I am chief officer of share and reapply. Just yeah. really making sure that we will talk to each other, share great ideas, and, and increasingly, hopefully, do so in real time, do it live, not a year later once someone's won an award and we all sort of gasp and look at it and go, oh, and that would be good to repeat it. And how do you think we're doing on that? Because th- my senses were getting much better. I think that we're doing better. Right, okay. But I'm not giving us a big tick on that right. one, Sue, because I think that... Uh, I think we have a long way to go and you know there are times in some markets where I will ask as I did actually in one of the offices uh, you know how many of those people had in the last six months spoken to a colleague in another office about the piece of business that they happen to work on and uh, it was slightly tumbleweed uh, in terms of hands in the air so you know I think I think we're on a journey there. Yeah. I think we've. St- I think what we've done is put the tools in place mm. to help facilitate and support our people to do that. Now they need to do it. Um, is there anything? I mean, and it was. You know, you've talked about the great highs of the year, and and you know, one of the lows. But I mean, from a macroeconomic basis and from a, a, a business basis, it was a very turbulent year. Um, is there anything that you would have liked to have done differently? Uh, it was a turbulent year as well for us in WPP. Yeah. Let's not forget. We yeah. had our own turbulence we during did. the year. And I'm actually, actually, you know, when I look back at that, Sue, I think that was a huge, dis- or potentially a huge distraction. Yeah. Uh, I think that, thank goodness, we remained focused. Yeah. Uh, if anything, I think it focused us more. And uh, we didn't take our eyes off the ball, which I think would have been easy to have done. Uh, so I think when I look back, uh, and yes, there were, you know, political turbulences in in lots of markets. Mm. I mean, Brexit's the one that springs to mind, yep. but actually many others in yep. other places. Yep. Uh, no, I don't think there was. Listen, that that's not a, a, a smugness. No, you're not saying you're perfect. It's perfect. We're, we're not perfect, no. but I, I don't I don't think it's there amazing. was a huge miss. I, I I think. Okay, there's one thing, but it's maybe more generic than specific, mm. which is what I get frustrated about is when we do get thrown into a review of an existing client's business, mm. it's all hands to the pump. Mm. Uh, we are kind of under pressure to transform that client's mm. the thinking that we do on that client's mm. business, the approach that we've been taking. Mm. Uh, and of course that's natural behavior you're going to do that's defense mechanisms kicking Mm. in Uh, but wouldn't it be better wouldn't it just be so much better if we were doing that almost naturally organically Mm. Mm. Uh, Mm. and I think increasingly in the world that we now live in which is I'm afraid much more short-termist and I include clients and the way they work with and appoint agencies I think we're going to have to be in that sort of pitch mode almost 24-7. I think we've always got to think and assume Mm. the worst. Always Mm. assume, if I don't do a brilliant piece of work on this campaign, on this product, Mm. on this day, in this Mm. week, you know what, it might lead to us losing this piece of business. 
And I think if you've got that, mm. I, I mean, I've got this personal uh, thing that drives me every day. You know, I'm often asked that question, which is fear of failure. Mm. It's a terrible thing to live mm. with, but fear of failure <laughs> keeps you going. It keeps you energized, uh, and actually, as it relates to our clients and our, you know, see what I'm like. I'm obsessed about. Can't bear the thought of losing a client. It doesn't matter. It's like someone taking from me a child. Well, it's coming second. Yeah, you don't like to come no. second. Um, you're reminding me a bit. I mean, I've, 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 as many listeners will know, I've worked with for Steve for a long time now. But I did actually have a boss before that, and my first boss, who used to say, "You're only as good," you know, he used to say, "But you're only as good as the last thing you've done." And I think it's more than that now. I think you're only as good as the next thing you do, and that's what that's actually what what like keeps that. me keeps me going. It's like, yeah, that was great, but what's next? Because that needs to be better. That's yeah, true. On that, what are you looking forward to in 2019? Uh, okay, so uh, one thing I'm really looking forward to is to, well, it's two things actually. I'm looking forward to seeing the output of the things that we put. So what I was talking about yeah. before, s seeing more work happening more consistently, brilliantly, and, cons and consistently, as I said, in, in multiple markets. Mm -hmm. So, as I said, when we go and launch a new car for Peugeot, when we go uh, and launch a, a pair of new shoes for Adidas, uh, to see, actually, campaigns, which may have, obviously, local spin and interpretation, but actually to really kind of think about big global launches. And it can be in movies, it can be in any of the categories. And just really being the most joined-up, connected network, as I said. And I, I'm just looking forward to seeing definitely more of that. Uh, I'm also looking forward to seeing how we continue to evolve as a business from where we've come from to where we need to be. Uh, and I think we all know, you know, there's a lot of kind of uh, narrative around, you know, everyone trying to steal our lunch. Yeah. Okay, so whether it's the consultants, pitch consultants, uh, consultancy businesses like Accenture whether it is clients I mean clients in a way have become our competitor because in some cases they talk about or indeed are bringing some of their work in house mm. uh, and I think you know what we have to do is stop ourselves from being and becoming commoditized yeah. and we have to make ourselves increasingly indispensable and it's an interesting thing because there was a client of ours recently who I spoke to and I explained to this particular client that we couldn't we couldn't bend to what they wanted in terms of commercial requests, payment terms and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And it, I mean, that client's response was interesting, fair or unfair, but they turned around and said, well, Steve, just make sure you are so, in, you are so damn indispensable mm -hmm to my local teams mm. that they mm. feel they can't afford to do without you. And then they will sort of look over mm. the procurement people's yeah. needs and requests. Yep. So I think, you know, we are becoming more consultative. Mm. Uh, I think that, you know, when we talk about systems thinking, mm. uh, I would like us to start thinking about that in an even broader sense. Because I think where we started was the media system. Yeah. And I think where we have to move to is the communication system, yeah. which includes absolutely everything. 
that relates to communicating with customers or, or, or consumers. And, and which indeed includes customer experience. Absolutely. So, absolutely. You know, and that includes the experience. It includes the message. Yeah. You know, so the right content. That doesn't mean that we have to become an old-fashioned or old-style nope. full-service creative agency, but we need to understand uh, and be part of the decisioning yeah. around content because I think... You know, I, I've seen for the last three, four, five years so much time that we spend with our clients around the data and the technology, which is hugely useful. I mean, amazing insights. It gives us an incredible mm. knowledge mm. about consumers. But actually, if we take all of that data to define and segregate or segment audiences, mm. but then actually give the same content out mm. once we've done that segmentation what was the damn point mm. I mean we may as well just gone to a sort mm. of what I call a media blast you know the old broadcast thing mm. so uh, so I think I, I think that I, I, I always as well there's so many things I do look forward to and I'm, I'm optimistic I should yeah. say that you know I think just to remind everybody you know new business and good news works uh, on a time delay so when we celebrate new business wins mm. and success, we need to remember that invariably it's not going to filter through, so financially at yeah. least, until the following year. Yeah. So business, you know, Adidas is starting really effectively January the 1st. Yeah. Miles buying effectively starts yeah. January the 1st. Yeah. So all other things being equal, I'm optimistic about 2019, but there's always something lurking around the corner. Always a surprise. That we don't see. Um, do you have a promise to the agency for 2019, Steve? I do, actually. I do. I do. Uh, I, I'm going to make two promises. One, that uh, last year, and actually the year before, because of this sort of constant pitch train and cycle that we've been on, it's been a lot harder for me to get out and about to our markets. And I, for me, I, I love being out in the network, mm. meeting with our people and our clients, mm. because I learn a lot from the clients about what we need to do mm. better. Stop doing, start doing. Uh, and actually, because of that, it, it was it was quite hard for me to get beyond certain places in the last couple of years because I would keep booking a trip to go to certain markets mm. and then having to cancel it because yeah. we were called to some global pitch. So I've started that in earnest, yep. uh, which I just told you. Uh, next week, I'm actually off to see our teams in uh, Chile, in Santiago, in Buenos Aires, in Argentina, and Lima, in Peru. Uh, so I'm looking forward to doing that. And by the way, South America, LATAM last year was a region of immense growth for us. So we grew last year by 78%. And the year before was a hundred percent, and the year before that was a hundred percent. And yes, we originally started from a small yeah. base, but we're now becoming a real force in that region yeah. too, and I'm excited about and that. It'll be a lot warmer as well. Uh, yes, it will be actually. It's a good point. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, so yeah. So, so one promise is, you know, to everyone Everyone's listening, see more of you, see more of me. Yeah. Uh, you know, as I, said, I, I love engaging with and meeting all our people. Yeah. Uh, and to that point, my second pledge is that I will remain committed to people first better results you know how close it is to yeah. my heart it's something that has been a belief of ours 
for as long as I can remember actually and I always think with beliefs it's either a belief or it's not and if it's a belief it it sticks with you it's not just some uh, fashionable it's not a slogan or slogan that or, you yeah. sort of come and go with yeah. uh, it's something that is at the heart of Mediacom and I think it's what makes Mediacom different actually yep. uh, so everything that goes behind Sue people first I'm committed to and I think most of all that is about for me at least uh, the training the growth and the development and career opportunities for our people whether that is uh, supporting them in learning whether that is giving them a new work experience so you know now we roughly have 10% of our workforce on our global mobility pathway program uh, and uh, do you want to talk about that Andrew? I mean yeah I mean it's nothing's finally confirmed confirmed but I'm, I'm on the program and it's looking like a, a transfer is happening okay. um, wait, 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 don't worry <laughs> listeners the podcast <laughs> will continue oh yeah that's very yeah, important yeah, yeah, very so important. Uh, you'll, you'll have to do it in the local language of where you're going to move to <laughs> <laughs> there's a clue everyone uh, but uh, no, look, I, I think I think that's just a great example, actually. Yeah. Uh, and I think what it also does is it brings uh, huge amounts of diversity yeah. to us as a business and to our local work team. So when we're bringing people from different markets, different ethnicities, different cultures, I think it just makes us a more rounded, better uh, provider, actually, of services to our mm. clients. Mm. And and your, I mean your other philosophy because I I think it has permeated the place for a long time, is that when those people come and they mix together, you just want them all to be themselves, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, there's, I there's think no there's no mediacom kind of uniform to fit into. It's no, it's, it's bring uh, everything you, about s- yourself. Sue, I, I I think that uh, look, I can't stand bullies. Mm. Uh, I really you know and. And I say this to everybody now, you know, if ever you experience any behavior, you, you have the right to speak up. Mm. Uh, and I would urge at any time, we don't tolerate that. And I don't want that. And I want to provide in every market, in every office, in everything that we do, in every single team, what I would call a safe environment. And by safe, I mean an environment that allows somebody to be who they want to be, to say what they want to say, with no fear of recrimination, no fear of being fired or bullied or anything. And I think actually, you know, it's who we've always been. Yeah. But I think today, uh, I think it's more important than ever. Steve, brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.